1: Welcome back to Eye on the Community. I'm Vicki Pepper. For over 25 years, licensed psychotherapist and lifelong cowgirl Beth Anstandig has worked with human herds, providing leadership, corporate culture, and well-being programs, training thousands of CEOs, managers, and teams from Fortune 1000 companies, universities, and nonprofits, helping them tap into their natural leadership to live, lead, and work with genuine connection. In her new book, The Human Herd, Awakening Our Natural Leadership, she's helping us reclaim the innate power of our Human Animal. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Beth, what's meant by the title of your book, The Human Herd?
0: Well, first and foremost, we are human animals. And as mammals, we are actually herd animals. So we come from predatory backgrounds and roots. We do actually live in social groups and there's a lot to learn about how we do our group behavior and our relationships in our families and workplaces and communities from our animal friends, especially horses.
1: So how can animals help us become better leaders? There's two parts.
0: It helps us to see our own needs in a much more radical way. And you think about our fellow mammals, they have needs all day, every day. And when they sense those needs, they attend to them. They don't negotiate with that. And part of being in a group is that we are negotiating needs and sharing resources, and we are needing each other, and we're being needed. And so the model that I work with is very needs-based. And when we operate at that level, we're leading ourselves with a lot more stability because we're well-resourced. And we're able to lead others because we are actually a stable herd member. So in the rest of our animal groups, we would never follow unstable leadership. But in the human world, we do it all the time.
1: What can we learn from animals about taking care of ourselves and others?
0: Pretty much everything. I think it's, <laughs> it's really learning that we're kind of just getting by. I mean, we really do limp along in terms of how we take care of our own needs. We bypass signals from our body all day, every day about, you know, basic needs like fresh air, movement, or rest. We are very, very busy in our heads and in our lives, but we're not always giving ourselves time to just be and to integrate what's happening within us and around us. And so that awareness of, you know, what are the basic needs that I have right now in order to be less stressed? and not be in tension or be holding a lot of pressure, I think that's really one of the most important lessons.
1: You have a deep connection with animals. Have you always been an animal lover?
0: I have, yeah. I mean, I think that one of the most important premises of my book is that I am an animal lover and in that I love the animal of myself. And I think we as humans need to challenge this idea that we are not animals, we are fellow animals. And so one of the reasons that I have always loved the animals, the other animals in my life is that they have helped me see that part of myself and to listen to it because it has very, very innate wisdom. It is hardwired to help us survive and thrive in the world. So I've looked to my dogs and my horses my whole life as my core teacher.
1: May is Mental Health Awareness Month. How can animals help our mental well-being?
0: Well, again, they point us to our needs. And a lot of times they're showing us by example, how to be a very committed to self-care. They really do a great job of balancing rest and movement, the need for independence and connection, all of these like diversity of needs. And they move through that throughout the day. When we don't, attend to those things, over time, we go from a state of ease into tension, then stress, and then that becomes dis-ease, and that can lead to mental illness, which we are really go back to the basics of what does my animal body need in order to be in a state of ease. You know, we can look at the ways that we're living in survival mode when. A lot of times we don't need to be. This isn't to say that there aren't people in the world you know, right now that are absolutely in survival mode for all kinds of reasons of victimization and war and poverty. And I don't mean to undermine that in any way. But when we do have resources, we need to look at the ways that we're operating as if we're in survival mode and we actually want to be giving ourselves a chance to conserve energy and rest and be more present. What
1: do we get wrong that animals get right?
0: Again, it's just honesty about needs, but it's also feedback to each other. And so in animal groups, they signal to each other the needs of the group based on what an individual is picking up in their own needs. And so, you know, if I'm hungry, I might say I'm hungry. And when I do that, everyone's like, you know what? I am too. (laughs) Actually, come to think of it, I think I need to eat. And so they really rely on each other to signal what the group needs are. And they are very reliant on each other for that. They share awareness of each other's needs and signal that feedback system. Sometimes it it involves conflict. I need you to step away or leave me alone, or I need you to come closer. But I think that, you know, that feedback process is really important and we're We suppress that and out of social niceties or the ways that we've been taught to, you know, really allow other people to mistreat us sometimes and we don't teach others how to treat us and how to be supportive group members. And so I think that feedback process is a really important lesson from them.
1: What prompted you to write The Human Herd and who is the book for?
0: You know, I've been writing it a long time, kind of a long time coming. And, you know, I've been teaching this work and I really wanted to have a channel to reach an audience that, you know, people that don't necessarily come to work with me here at my ranch or, you know, I work with a lot of corporate organizations. And if I don't get a chance to work with, people and their teams, or sometimes they work with families. I am a licensed psychotherapist. I do a little bit of that work but there's a lot of lessons here and a framework that can really help individually and in our groups. And I really wanted to write the book so that those teachings could be more widely spread.
1: I've been speaking with Beth Ann author of The Human Herd, Awakening Our Natural Leadership. How would you like us to get this book?
0: So it's available at bookstores everywhere and you can find it online at Amazon or Barnes & Noble. I always recommend that people try to support their local bookstores and you can order it through independent bookstores as well. But it's available everywhere.
1: Thank you so much for speaking with us today. And thank you for allowing us to take a a little bit of a different look at ourselves. Thank you. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.